Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Deb from Media Night Radio. As everyone knows, I have a special guest tonight, uh, Mr. Jalen Moore. Jalen has grown up in the arts, which included acting, singing, dancing, martial arts, and sports. But things really took a turn for Jalen the last two years of high school when his father, who worked for Kellogg's, was relocated to Omaha, Nebraska. Jalen booked the lead in a pilot that was being filmed in Omaha titled In Our Lifetime. It happened to be written and directed by Terry Robinson, who went on to become the writer for The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The pilot was not picked up, but it awakened his passion for acting. His passion for the arts led him to move to Chicago at 18, but ultimately to end up in Los Angeles at 19. He immediately started booking work as an actor, singer, and dancer. Taking some advice from a friend, Jalen decided to become a bicultural actor and made his second home in New Orleans, which has become known as South Hollywood. His future projects include the host from the author of The Twilight Saga, Stephanie Meyer, Oblivion with Tom Cruise, The Tomb with Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and 50 Cent, Aztec Warrior with Louis Guzman, Hunger Games 2, Catching Fire with Academy Award winner Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutcherson, and Liam Hemsworth, and Random with Ashley Green. This coming Tuesday uh, marks the debut of his movie for the MTV Network, uh, April 9th, uh, titled Ladies Man, who happens to, his uh, co-star happens to be former Days of Our Lives star Molly Burnett. Uh, let's give a warm welcome to Jalen Moore. Hi, Jalen. Hi, Deb. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, well, let's let's start out. Since you were brought up in the arts, how did that shape your life? plan um since i was brought up in the arts how did that change my life plan no shape it shape, shape it. it well i guess shape and change that's just like a shape shifter right there's changing in that and, <laughs> uh you know what my well my father's from afghanistan and my mother is spanish so we were like the ethnic partridge family uh mm-hmm. you know there's almost every friday growing up my fam my where i grew up our condo would be packed with like 50 Afghans and Spaniards, and we would just be dancing, singing, and everything from there all night long. And it, it just, we were always like a musical family. I was always into the arts. And from there, my older sister, who was into journalism, and she was also a dance teacher, she went into learning about on-camera work in her college and started using me as her guinea pig uh, for cold reads. And that kind of sparked it for me. That and watching a lot of movies, a huge movie buff, with my dad, and he remembers when Batman first came out with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Oh, we went to uh, Lake Merritt in Oakland. There was a line all the way around the uh, around the theater, and of course, my dad, being Afghan, he refuses to wait in line, so he snuck his way in. Uh, oh yeah, we're live. Whoops! But um, we uh, <laughs> watching that movie inspired me. I came back home. I, I I went into my sister's room and grabbed her powder makeup, powdered my face white, put lipstick on. No, this isn't that kind of story, guys. This is about the Joker. I uh, I immediately walked out. My dad got a video camera, and I started acting like I was the Joker. And he did this crazy laugh, and I would just act it out because I thought it was Jack Nicholson. 
And from there, it, it just grew. I had fun playing Batman, playing the Joker, and now they knew, like, oh, we, we have an actor on our hands. So, oh. Yeah, so it, all my life it's just been in and out, in and out. And it really sparked for me, as you said in the introduction, once I uh, booked a pilot my senior year of high school. So I was mainly involved in sports. And the art and the acting was kind of, it was a dream I always had, but I never thought I'd pursue it again. It was just more of a child thing. And um, and it, once I booked that pilot, it turned my whole life around. And from Nebraska, I moved to Chicago for a year, pursued the arts there at um, Second City, Acklin Studios, I uh, got an agent, learned learned what I could being a 19-year-old kid in the city. And then from Chicago, I moved to L.A., and I've been here ever since. Now, what, what sparked, I mean, I know that you moved to Chicago from Omaha, mm-hmm. um, and I know that you ultimately ended up in Los Angeles, but what sparked you to move from Chicago? Was it more opportunity in Los Angeles, or, or what was it? I mean, and why Los Angeles and not New York? Well, Everyone kind of knows, like, as much as New York is becoming a bigger hub for Hollywood, it's always known to just be the best for theater. At least, and even in Chicago when I was there, everyone told me you eventually have to end up in Hollywood. You know, it's it's that, that thing, that, that magic, that city. You know, Hollywood, if you come out here and you see the sign, and I knew that I had to end up there. And the director that I had worked with in the uh, pilot in our lifetime, she first guided me to Chicago because it was a six, seven-hour drive from Omaha. So if I got homesick, I could just drive back to Nebraska to my parents and see them, as opposed to being all the way in L.A., you know, 19-year-old kid, wet behind the ears, really green, and, you know, you've heard horror stories out here. So um, so after being out there for a year in Chicago, that kind of gave me a good amount of experience under my belt where I felt more confident in coming into Hollywood. And um, here, I, here I was. I drove in. And uh, with a big smile, you know, a big smile, a car full of clothing, um, not really knowing what's about to happen. And <laughs> years later, here I am on the phone with you. <laughs> wow. What a great story. Now, um, now, that, now that is, uh, you know, L.A. is where you made your home, can you tell us about, like, uh, your first acting job that you got in Hollywood, and what did that experience teach you about the rest of um, how did it shape how you looked at the business? Wow. Um, my first, I guess it matters what you consider my first acting job. So when I first moved out here, there were some shorts that I booked. There was an indie film that I booked, which was called Issues 101, and I guess those first few jobs, um, immediately you kind of think being here around the quote-unquote magic that, oh, my God, this is it. Like, this is going to be my hit. Like, I, that's it, man. I am going to make it on Dawson's Creek, or I am going to be a part <laughs> of one of those, you know, the, hey, I just aged myself. But, um, <laughs> and the thing is, I started to learn that it's not that easy. Um, some people are very fortunate to get the break right away, and others, like myself, have a road where it's our persistence and belief and faith that get us our break. And and I guess for me, my first, I don't want to say real role, but one of my first kind of eye-opening uh, jobs for me was when I booked That's So Raven. And I played Eric on That's So Raven. And being on TV and part of that show and seeing how everything works, I mean, that, like, completely refueled me and, and poured back in the magic that went kind of damp for a little bit. 
Um, and that, that just propelled me into wanting to become a better artist and a better actor and not focus so much more on the fame. It was more about the work. Once I realized that, that you focus more on the work uh, and the growth as an artist as opposed to the results, that's right. what shifted for me. Interesting. Okay, so that that would also be the advice that you give somebody, I would think, uh, you saying that, that would probably be some advice that you would give somebody up and coming. Don't don't focus so much on the results, but focus on the work and making it as the best you can and going from there. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I just realized that last uh, answer I gave you kind of went on a tangent. That's tends to happen with me. So if you need to steer me back in the right direction. Whoa! No, not at all. No, that was great. That that is exactly what I would tell people because I have to admit, my first few years, it was all about like, oh, I want to be like this guy or I want to be like Justin Timberlake or I want to, you know, it was more about, uh, and then when Entourage started, that was like the worst thing for guys my age because everyone's like, oh, I want to be like Vinny Chase and get the girls and do this and that and what that portrayed, it was a great show. I love that show. But what that portrayed was maybe one, not even 1% of Hollywood, maybe 0.5% because it's not really like that all the bells and whistles. Although there were elements that were very true, but everything else was exaggerated. And so I would tell somebody that comes out here that it's a hard road, man. But when just when you think it gets hard, it gets harder. But it, it all depends on what you consider hard and what you really believe in and yourself and get. You just have to get plugged in. You have to build a good team around you, of people that are your support system, that you synergistically share energy together, and not someone that will blow smoke up your butt, but, like, someone that really can tell you, you know, give you constructive criticism and you're open to take it because they have the right intention of helping you grow as an artist as opposed to hindering your growth. And um, just plugging in, man, plugging in and doing everything because the rules have changed. Compared to when I first came out here, there's no more rules. So, like, you can be the first kid to throw something up on YouTube. Next thing you know, you get a million hits, and now Lionsgate or some other studio is knocking on your door because you have a million fans, and they want to throw you in one of their films. That's pretty much what social media has done to Hollywood. So um, so I tell all my friends now, and even new people like me, I'm like, do everything. Uh, create a short, throw something on YouTube, go to some classes, go to workshops, uh, write, uh, go to writing class. Act, go to acting class, work on your craft. You have to do more than just acting. Because I know some phenomenal actors that will never see their time and day on television or film because all they do is focus on the craft of acting, and that's phenomenal, but they don't have any other skills when it comes to communicating, uh, networking, and, and just jumping in the game. You know, it is a big game, and so you have to learn how to play that game at the same time as being authentic and connecting with people authentically. Because if you don't have that, everybody will see right through that, and then you're just going to fall flat on your face. Right. Good advice. Okay, so tell us, uh, as I said in the introduction uh, about South Hollywood, tell us why you became a bicultural actor and what the term South Hollywood refers to. Okay, well, the the term of South Hollywood, um, it turns out that there's a lot of runaway productions, as they call it, Louisiana had opened up the market a couple years ago into giving a huge tax incentive where you take your film down there, you can earn from 30 to 35% of the tax break. So if you have a $100 million movie like Oblivion, you are not going to do it in California. I kind of wish California would offer more tax incentives to keep the film here, but 
South Hollywood has now become Louisiana, um, Georgia, a little bit of Texas, a little bit of Florida, and even like North Carolina, kind of the southeast. Um, and so that's that's what's happening. And and even more productions from Canada are going more to South Hollywood, or even Bulgaria. That's kind of becoming North Hollywood now, <laughs> as as people as people say. Um, I didn't coin that term, but nor do I know if it's north or south enough. Me and my geography. You can tell I'm an actor. But anyway, um, so I have a friend who does production design, and he said, Jalen, I know that your acting career has been ups and downs, you know, inconsistent. Uh, perhaps maybe check out New Orleans because it's blowing up. And the lead, a lot of the lead actors usually would be cast out of Los Angeles, which normally would be names, and then all the other roles, which are big roles, but not the lead lead guy, um, would be cast out of usually New Orleans for what's called a local hire because they want to get their tax break. And so what I did was I shot over to New Orleans and I took his advice. I just met people. I kind of took a leap of faith in my own life. And my fiance at the time is now my wife was very supportive and said, you know, go for a follow your dream. Let's see if we can reinvent yourself. So I buzzed my head had a new attitude, a new positive one, reinvented myself as an actor, as a person. And I literally then blew up and booked eight films in some that I'm a lead in. And now it's completely transformed how people look at me in L.A. And beautiful, beautiful things have now been happening, which is basically skyrocketing my career. So it's been a true blessing taking that leap and living what they call by you, Coastal, <laughs> as opposed to by Coastal. <laughs> and you live by you, Coastal. You better stay away from that fried chicken. I'm like, you're right, because so much food in New Orleans is so good. I only allow myself two nights out in New Orleans, and then all the other nights I'll cook at home or at my buddy's place that I stay at uh, or use um, or, or go to Whole Foods. Like, literally, everyone at Whole Foods knew me because that was the one store I'd go to religiously because... I, I have to stay away. The, the gumbo, the gator, the ch- I mean, everything's just so delicious down there. You you literally have to, well, for me at least, because I'm a foodie, I have to run away from it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. True story. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. Well, it, it sounds like, uh, well, did is it true that True Blood, is that where True Blood films too? True Blood, actually, I think, I believe it's in... Or is that Georgia? That's in Georgia. Well, yeah. So that would be South Hollywood still. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I did Hunger Games, Catching Fire, that was in Atlanta, Georgia as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll get uh-huh. to that in a second. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to jump the gun, Jim. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. No worries. Right. Okay, so your most recent projects include the host from the author of The Twilight Saga by Stephanie Meyer, which is going to be huge because of Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oblivion with Tom Cruise and Morgan Freeman due out on April 19th. The Tomb yeah. with Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and 50 Cent. Aztec Warrior with Louis Guzman and Random with Ashley Green. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, I would say because you also do stunts, is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's okay. Correct. Yeah, and you do your own, and that's what kind of makes you uh, different than other actors because you can do your own stuff. Yeah, you know, the niche that I carved out for myself was now becoming the, as, and now again, they, and I say they, coined the term on me. So I am now the ethnically ambiguous guy. So if we need somebody ethnically ambiguous like, like a young Dwayne Johnson or like a Vin Diesel or like something, you know, but maybe they can act a little bit. So, um, they, that, that's me because nobody really knows what nationality I am. And 
some of the roles that were uh, that I would audition for that were were either lead or co-lead. The directors would wonder, can he fight? Can he do this? We're looking for actors that can act, but also perhaps do these fight scenes really well. And because of my martial arts background, since I was a kid, and because I did do stunt training um, in L.A., because uh, I always enjoyed it, that is what I've been doing now. Now, when it comes to the crazy stunts, like some guys, some of my friends are phenomenal. They jump out of airplanes, they skydive, they jump off of motorcycles, they do high falls from 100 feet. When it comes to that, I will have a stunt double. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, you know, I will bow down and give it up to those guys because the stunties, man, I respect them. They work harder than actors, but that's that's mm-hmm. a different story. That'll be another interview about stunties. But um, I just it opened up a whole new world for me. So that, for example, my role in the host, which I booked, they wanted a strong actor for the role of Seeker Song. I must be from the Song Planet because my name is Seeker Song. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. Um, <laughs> That's why I told Stephanie Meyer, actually, and she was cracking up. She's like, yeah, we can go with that. You're from the Song Planet. I was like, perfect. <laughs> She's the sweetest lady, by the way. She's amazing. Um, but uh, working um, in the host, they want a strong actor to play Secret Song, but who could also do uh, fights. And because in one of the major scenes in the actual, I think, cold open of the film, I get beat up by Saoirse Ronan, and uh, they wanted someone to go to do all that. But it was it was an honor to work on that set, and the fact that I got to hone in and use my skills as a martial artist, uh, stunt, and then of course my number one thing, acting. It was it was fun. I had a blast on that set. Oh, wonderful! Now in Oblivion, uh, did you do stunts in Oblivion on the two? No, Oblivion wasn't a stunt acting role; it was uh, purely acting. And um, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm very I you know there's so much I want to say about Oblivion, and I can't say anything. No, it hasn't of course come out not. Yet. Uh, but right. when it when it does come out, if I talk to you again, then I can give you a little inside stuff of what happened and how I got that role. Because it was absolutely. And one thing I could say, I guess, is the role that I did book on Oblivion was uh, it was a gift, and I mean that by saying it was not in the original script. And Joseph Kaczynski, who I met uh, after my audition and interview. Um, basically to the liking to me and wrote that role in uh, for me. So it was... Oh, that that, yeah. that says a lot, though, about you, Jalen. I mean, that says a lot. I mean, considering that you were in a movie with big heavy hitters like Tom Cruise and Morgan Freeman, and for them to feel like you had to be in the film so they wrote a role for you, that's a huge, huge compliment. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was. It's. I, I still am a little. Sometimes I go back and think about it. and I'll talk to my wife, and I'm like, "Wow, man, can you believe that?" And Joseph Kaczynski, like, and she's like, "Hey," she said, "You, you know, she's my my rock, and she hugs me. She's like, you, you deserve it." And it's a thing I've been. The way I was raised is just with compute complete uh, humility, and and so for something that had to happen, sometimes you have to kind of wash your face again. Right. Like, wow, like that was. That's awesome. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we we have talked about Hunger Games. Um, your 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 upcoming Hunger Games two with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who won the Academy Award for um, Silver Lining Playbook. Yeah. And she, yeah, she's an amazing actress. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. She yeah. she. Uh, what can the audience expect from the most recent installment of the Hunger Games series? What can they expect from this movie? They're going to kick it up in high gear. (laughs) 
there's a there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. There's a very important uh, brutal scene in the book that I was very fortunate to be a part of. Um, I I can't say what it is, but those no. who know who read the book, they 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 probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But I, I can't say that working I, I in the film I work directly with the character uh, Romulus Thread, um, who's played by Patrick Saint Esprit, I believe is. Hopefully I didn't chop his name up there, but he's on Sons of Anarchy. Um, phenomenal actor, great guy. But seeing what he brought to it, and obviously already it's going to rock because of what Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutchinson brings to it, and then all the other new people, like, there's, they're taking up another level. So the whole new team that they put in there, it's, you thought one was good, the second one is going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Uh, and then on to, I think we're going to do three and four. I don't know how far they're going to go with this, but I know the second one will be a little more, um, I guess, aggressive. <laughs> I don't want to say violent, but oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's going to be a lot of the guys maybe who might have saw part one, like yeah, it's cool, you know, yeah. you know, they're going to love part two, but the, the ladies are going to love it too because you know the the heroine, she's awesome. I mean, how could you yes. not love her kicking butt? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, it, what was so interesting about the Hunger Games is it's it, it's out in the almost in the wilderness. You know, mm-hmm. and and you see, it's just a it's a different type of movie. But wow, what a what an amazing way they did it on screen from the book. Right, it's a crazy concept, right? It at first it kind of reminded me of like Lord of the Flies on steroids. <laughs> Kids yeah. each other down. Um, yeah. When I saw it, then I was like, oh well, actually this is different. It's elements may be the same, but it overall is a completely different movie. And what they did to keep you, you know, intrigued the whole time and mm-hmm. in the woods, and that's that's my kind of jam. Yeah, that that kind of film. And what an, a phenomenal writer to write something like that. I mean, the imagination that it must take to come up with something of a concept like that, because it it reminded me of Lord of the Flies was definitely one of them, but uh, the um, Big, the big chase, or um, when they hunted the man, there were there were uh, hunters that let this man run like an hour before them, and then they would hunt him down. It's called. Something. Oh, I know. Ta- I I know exactly what you're talking about, and I can't remember the title, but yeah, I, I do know. What you're, I, talking about. That is, you're right. It does remind me of that film too. Yeah, yeah. It's so um, just, just really interesting, and in, in how they brought in kind of the, the fantasy into it too. You know, with right. that gritty, gritty situation, and then the fantasy there, and it was just amazing. So we have a lot to look forward to, guys, uh, for the Hunger Games too. Mm-hmm. Um, with yeah, they're that. gonna love it. Oh, absolutely. Now, let's talk about why you're here. Um, what can you tell us about? I mean, you have a new new film. I mean, you got you have all these projects um that you have coming out and uh but you on April 9th, this coming Tuesday on MTV, you have a new film called Ladies Man. Um uh yeah. and it happens to have Molly Burnett from uh, former Days of Our Lives uh star. In it. What can you tell us about the story and your character in it? Oh my God, ladies, man, you guys are good. You know, if you're into just a fun film, it's college humor. Uh, I, I'm basically Ryan Shiraki, the director. He's he's a great guy. He's the nicest. He's super funny. He's the nicest guy. And him and I were talking. I'm like, you know, 
this movie kind of reminds me of kind of like an American Pie meets Magic Mike. And he started mm-hmm. cracking up. He's like, totally, because you're the ethnic Magic Mike. And I was like, yeah, I know, Ryan. Don't remind me. Almost every other scene, it's either me or uh, one of my co-stars, Ryan Guzman, uh, taking our shirt off. So it's, um, <laughs> it's hilarious. And, like, the, uh, the lead character who goes through the transformation, his name is Dave Davis. He plays Toby. Uh, he's great. He, they, he actually is a local hire from New Orleans. He rocked that film. He was per- so perfect for this role, and he's so charming in it. Uh, the ladies are going to fall in love with him. He, um, he's this really, really nice guy, and it shows through in his acting as true essence comes about. And, of course, Molly Burnett, she is a riot. She killed it in the character that she plays, uh, this kind of control freak named Ashley. And uh, Molly was so fun to work with. Um, and we actually have a lot of mutual friends that we didn't even know until we, we met on set. It was funny. But um, she, she's amazing. And then, of course, working with Ryan Guzman and everyone else, you know, him and I are kind of the, uh, the bad boys of the film, per se. But bad boys with, uh, I'd say, mixed with a stiffler kind of uh, yeah. genre because we're not really bad like a joker. We're just kind of like idiot boys who like to <laughs> take on guys and take our shirts off. So <laughs> it's, um, there's a lot of surprises in there that I don't want to give away, and you'll see them on Tuesday night. You know, tune in. It's at, I believe it's 9 o'clock over here on the West Coast on MTV. Okay. Um, Okay, yeah. so it's six o'clock on the East Coast. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that that sounds right. Um, okay, well, can you tell us about anything that we haven't heard yet? Do, do you have any? Obviously, you're working on other projects because these movies have all been done already. Um, so, so can you let us in on any future projects that you have going on? Well, there's. Two things right now that I'm up for, and I okay. just had a meeting yesterday at Lionsgate, and I can't talk about anything. No, 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 problem. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to, but I can't. But so there's just there's things on the radar for me in the upcoming months, and especially into leading into next year. Um, but truthfully, at the moment, as those are in development, and as I'm continuing to audition and get out there, I'm really enjoying uh, being home, <laughs> spending time with my wife my friends and really partaking in the releases of all these films because it's it's so fun when you get to sit back and watch the art and the work that you did, especially when you had a great experience on the sets with the cast, the crew, the director, the producers, and everyone. Every set I've worked on this year, you know, of all the eight films, all of them, everybody was awesome. There's not one horror story that I had to report. And uh, it's it's um, it's kind of fun to be able to have a little time off right now I don't mean time off as in I'm sitting there twirling my thumbs. I mean yeah. actually on hiatus, I guess, from a set uh, for this month and just partaking in all the releases. Oh, awesome. Now, yeah. now, can you share any any kind of a funny story that you experienced on the set of Hunger Games? Well, I can tell you the, um, the outfit, the wardrobe that I, I have to wear as a, one of the new – uh, peacekeepers, it, it's different. They changed it up from the first one, and that thing was, uh, man, that was, that was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Getting into this, and then when we had to go into battle and wear our, our helmets, my vision was very limited, and so uh, I guess, you know what, why not? There's one story. I might as well share with you guys. It doesn't matter. It can't hurt me in any way. It's kind of a funny story, and it's on me. Um, on set, in one of the particular scenes, 
I have to go in and grab one character and kind of rough them up uh, on command. One of those threads says, you know, I need you to go there and do this. And I'm like, yes, sir, and we go. And what happened was because my vision in the helmet was so limited, I mean, I look like I'm in Tron, I accidentally, and I mean this with all 100% of truth here, I really accidentally, I did not see one of the cameras. And I bumped no. right into it. We're talking like, I don't know, this could be like a 50, 60, maybe $75,000 camera. And I go, clunk, and I hear this, clunk, and I, so as an actor and something, I keep thinking, commit, man, keep going, don't stop the ear cut. So I keep going into the scene, and then I hear cut, and here comes over the director and also the uh, fight coordinator, Sam Hargrave, and they tap me on the shoulder. I'm like, I tried to play it off, like, huh? Because... I kind of felt the bump, but I honestly didn't know what it was at the time because I couldn't see. It was my blind spot. And uh, Sam and the director fans were like, yeah, um, you kind of hit the camera. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I was so apologetic on the spot. I was like, I'm so sorry. They're like, no, 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 don't worry. But we're just going to have to reroute this. Because in the rehearsal, everything worked out. But I guess there was a little miscommunication between uh, the A operator coming in and then where we were, where I had to beeline and, and grab the character. And, uh, and so it was It was funny because all the cast around me, everyone froze. They're like, oh, crap, it's Jalen about to do your job. <laughs> and, um, but luckily, the director and, and everyone else on it, especially Sam, he was like, no, 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 it, you know, don't do it again, buddy. I'm firing you. I was like, no, no, yes, sir. But it, we all laughed about it, and, and we did it second time and third time, fourth, and it was flawless from there. But it was, it was funny and scary at the same time. So at the same that, time, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. I'll be that oh, guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you will be upset. It literally went all through steps. Like, did you hear there's an actor in Sunka that ran in directly? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was Jalen. Yeah, I heard about that. And I became the talk, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> so, uh, but luckily, no one got hurt. Nothing got uh, broken. It. Luckily, I didn't hit the lens. And um, so we're all good. Thank, thank God. Now, have you, were you? Did any of like uh, did, did Jennifer or Liam or you? Did you guys ever have a problem with um, stopping like uh, giggling, like that you couldn't go on or anything like that, where it's like you can't get back into character, or is it just a really professional? There is none of that. You know, when I did see them. There was none of that. They were so good. Like, if there was a laugh or a giggle, they'd get right back into it. Now, I heard that sometimes it goes into a laugh that's where everyone just loses it, and it could be during the hilarious hours of the evening when they're shooting. Um, I unfortunately didn't get partake in that, but the only giggle fest I experienced was everybody laughing at me after the fact that I still had a job and survived the camera crash. But besides that, um, no, they are. Those kids are professional. I say kids only because I'm a little older. But they... uh, they're great. They they inspire me. You know, there's no age with with them. It's especially Jennifer. She's kind of an old soul. There's there's yeah. no age with her. She she just I don't know, man. There, there's something she has the it thing, you know. And so when she acts and she channels in, she's so present and it's so lovely to watch her act. And and even Josh, I mean, they're just so committed. They're in the moment. It's like wow, they really are them, but in the essence of the storyline. So it's great. It's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for being here. It was wonderful having you. Um, If you would just um, uh, wait on the line for a second, and I'll just wrap up the show. 
Well, right. thank you. Yeah, no, thank you very much for having me. I, I greatly appreciate it. And, you know, anytime you need me or want me back, that's not a problem. You, you know my number. <laughs> and, absolutely. Um, for you, Deb, anything, not a problem. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Um, as I said, um, this, this coming this coming Tuesday, this is the day after my birthday, um, is his uh, new movie, Ladies Man, on MTV Network. Make sure you check it out at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific time. For Deb and Media Night Radio, I'm signing out. Have a great weekend. Happy early birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs>